Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. The Israel Defense Forces, the IDF, announced on Monday morning, January 1st, 2024 that an airstrike had eliminated a senior Nukba commander, company commander, Adel Mesma, who was responsible for leading Hamas terrorists during the October 7th brutal attack. Mesma was described as a field commander leading Nukba elite Nukba forces during the infiltration into southern Israel, sending Hamas terrorists to various kibbutzim, including some of the worst hit communities such as Kibbutz Be'eri. In addition, the Nukba leader had gone on to command terrorist forces during the battles in, Gaza, in the Gaza Strip until his eventual elimination by an IDF jet guided by precise intelligence. Furthermore, the IDF announced that Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the PIJ infrastructure, were hit over the past day, including command and control centers in the Shijaya area of northern Gaza. During one of the operations, many weapons being used by the terrorist organizations were located in the area of a mosque. And on Sunday, December 31st, the IDF regretfully announced the deaths of two more soldiers who have lost their lives, Rahman al in the ongoing fighting in Gaza, bringing the death toll in the ground operation to 172. Hashem Yikundamam. Following South Africa's initiation of a case at the International Court of Justice on Friday, December 29th, accusing Israel of genocidal acts in Gaza, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu asserted that Israel has demonstrated morality in the Gaza war. This was said during a cabinet meeting in Tel Aviv, where he emphasized that justice and morality is their primary focus in their defensive actions. Responding directly to the accusations, he said, quote, no, South Africa, it is not who we have come to per- perpetuate genocide. It is Hamas. Additionally, a former Palestinian Authority minister, Yusuf Salama, who's 68 years old, was reportedly killed on Sunday, December 31st in an Israeli airstrike on his home in the Gaza Strip. This is coming from an official an official Palestinian news agency and the Hamas-run health ministry. Israeli Air Force fighter jets conducted strikes on Monday morning, January 1st, against Hezbollah sites in southern Lebanon, as reported by the Israeli military. According to the IDF, the targets in the village of Ramya comprised military buildings and other infrastructure belonging to the terror group. The IDF stated that Hezbollah, quote, operated from the area of the village, which was used as a terror center for the group to observe and carry out terror attacks. In Israel proper, the Israeli government has sanctioned the appointment of a new foreign minister, replacing Eli Cohen, who is set to assume the role of energy minister as part of a prearranged ministerial rotation. The foreign minister has served well over the years, and apart from his constant highlighting of the atrocious response of the UN on the Hamas massacre on October 7th and the subsequent war in Gaza, he recently decried an anti-Israel campaign based on settler-related violence data collected by the United Nations that has been described as, quote, false and anti-Semitic in a new Israeli report, due in part to parameters of defining various attacks in the West Bank. The report by Dagan had shown that the UN Office for Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, the OSHA, OCHA, had misle- has misleadingly combined both attacks by Palestinians against Israeli settlers and vice versa under one category of, quote, settler-related violence. 
This enabled them to attribute the fault of all the violence to the quote, Israeli settlers, thereby absolving the Palestinians completely. An Israeli security delegation is scheduled to arrive in Cairo on Monday, January 1st, to discuss a new phase of the hostage release deal with Hamas. Sources close to the discussion said that the negotiations focus on Hamas releasing 40 Israeli hostages, including the elderly, the sick, the injured, women, and minors under the age of 18, in exchange for the release of a few hundred Palestinian prisoners and a complete ceasefire in the Gaza Strip for a period ranging between 21 and 30 days. According to the sources, the negotiators will also be discussing the withdrawal of Israeli army units from the heart of the Gaza Strip to the border, increasing the quantities of food, fuel, and medicine entering the Gaza Strip, and the return of numbers of displaced persons to the areas in the northern Gaza Strip. Number 2 Japan has issued a major tsunami warning for residents of Ishikawa and neighboring prefectures on the western coast of central Japan after a powerful earthquake hit the area. The earthquake, which the Japanese Meteorological Agency reported as being 7.6 magnitude, hit Ishikawa at 9.10 a.m. local time. Waves of up to 16 feet have been reported, and residents of low-lying areas have been told to evacuate the higher ground. The earthquake disrupted train lines, cut off power to multiple areas, and ignited fires in residential buildings, necessitating emergency response. The Japanese Self-Defense Force is contributing to disaster relief in multiple prefectures. No deaths have been confirmed from the natural disasters yet. Japan's NHQ broadcaster said the nuclear power plants were being checked for damage or irregularities. Meteorologists say there's a possibility for further powerful quakes in the next several days. And additionally, South Korea's meteorological authorities announced heightened caution, urging vigilance on the country's eastern coast in case of delayed after effects. Number 3 President Joe Biden's signature $5 billion program to convert the nation's school buses to an electrical fleet has collided with a formidable challenge a lack of charging infrastructure and power generation from local utilities. The Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA's internal watchdog issued a report just before the new year that offered the latest evidence of a cart before horse dynamic in the democratic push for green energy. Quote, the agency may be unable to effectively manage and achieve the program's missions unless local utility companies can meet increasing power supply demands for electrical school buses. The EPA instruct Inspector General reported candidly blaming in part agency officials for not putting more early emphasis on school districts coordinating with their power companies. Quote, the EPA provided utility resources during the rebate application process, but did not require applicants to contact a utility provider to coordinate potential changes needed to connect charging stations to utilities. While early coordination with utilities is not a requirement, the report said, it could prevent the agency from achieving its objectives to remove older diesel buses and replace them with clean buses. Nearly 2,000 school districts applied for the first round of rebates from all 50 states and Washington, D.C., leading to an initial round of $1 billion. But since then, school districts around the nation have encountered serious difficulties from a lack of charges to maintenance programs, repair parts supplies, and downtime on the new technology. The EPA Inspector General warned in its new report 
that problems could persist if school districts do not sync better with utility officials and pace purchases to the ability of the power grid to expand. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.